Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's episode, I want to talk about what do you want from me? This is a teaching podcast as always, so I want you to grab your Bible, something to write with, take some notes if that's what you want to do. I got a really quick show for you today. As always, we want to start out with a quote of the day, and it goes like this. Ignorance produces lack, and when you're in lack, that brings pressure. Now, let's look here at Micah chapter 6. We want to look here at verse number 8. Just this one verse, this is going to be my launching pad for today. Micah chapter 6, looking at verse number 8, notice what it says here. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Now, the Message Bible, I want you to check this rendition out, gives it a little bit more clarity. Notice what it says here. But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, and what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor, be compassionate and loyal in love, and don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. As I was thinking about what I would say to you on today's show, I went back in my own mind and in my own life and relationships that I've had, people that I've known, people that I've come across, being in church, serving in church for a long time, And I thought about this. I said, God, what do you want from me? And I came to that question because obviously I've been pastoring now for about 17 years, been preaching for over 20 years. So I got some skin in the game right now. One of the things that I've learned about pastoring is that people place demands on you that God doesn't even place on you. People require you to do this. They require you to do that. And when you don't do it, they get upset. They get mad. They get frustrated. And as a pastor, you know, you got to have mercy. You got to have grace. You got to love people. And there's some times where this becomes a huge challenge and you just got to remind yourself, God, what do you want? Because at the end of the day, we should only be doing what he's required. And so anything else that people want, anything or demands that they're putting on your life that God has not asked you to do, you just simply don't need to do it. Anything that's over and above what I'm going to share with you today, allow the Holy Spirit to tell you that. Again, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, in my tenure as pastoring, people probably have left my church simply because I didn't do what they thought I should do. They had unrealistic expectations of me. And so, you know, people come and go. 
Um, I'm sure if I were to let you speak on today's show, you would talk about things regarding uh, what children want of you, what coworkers want of you, what your boss wants of you. It seems like, man, everybody wants something from you. Everybody wants something from us. And the reality is we just can't give everybody what they want. One of the things that I do love and appreciate about God's word is that it's straight up and down like six o'clock. God just says what he desires of you. And the thing of it is, is that it's always something that you can do when you have God inside of you. This cannot be something that is manufactured after the flesh, because if it is, yeah, you'll start out well, but you're going to run out of gas. And so I do believe this was one of the number one secrets in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm just enamored by his life. I'm just enamored by how he lived, by the things that he did that we can come to understand in the Bible. And there were far more greater things that he did. There were far more uh, awesome things that we don't know that he did. You just could not put a pen to paper to talk about, to articulate, to write about, to understand, to figure out, to have a revelation on all the wonderful things that he did. But I do believe one of the secrets to his power, one of the secrets to his greatness, he knew what God wanted from him. And when you really truly know what God wants from you, it is empowering. It, I mean, it will liberate you, man. When you truly know what God wants from you and you're doing it, what everybody else is saying just don't matter. And, and this is what I want to share with you today, just for this little span of time, because I'm almost done. I want you to really lock into this. Learn, please learn to live your life based on what God wants. Yeah, your wife might be upset with you some days, but she'll get over it. Your husband, he might be upset with you some days. He'll get over it. Your children, they may be upset with you, but they'll get over it. People will most certainly be upset with you, but you know what I'm about to say. They will get over it. The one person that we got to make sure is our number one is God, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Really, y'all, nothing else really matters. If I am truly pleasing him, then the people that love the God in me, they're going to be okay. And sometimes we just have to get the Lord back where he's supposed to be. Sometimes on our list of top 10, he at the bottom, but God's got to be at the top. He's got to be our everything. That's what, that's the first thing I want to ask you. Is God truly your everything? And don't just come up with a religious answer because that's what we do. Oh yeah, he's my everything. Without him, I can't make it. Without him, I, I, I would surely fall. I mean, you know, we come up with a lot of sensational rhymes and reasons, but may I say this to you? Only God truly knows if what you're saying is true. We got a lot of head talk, but not much heart talk. And so briefly, I just really want to expound here on these three points. What does God want from me? 
Well, he says it right here in this chapter. And I just want to talk about the first one. And number one is do justly. This is something that God requires. He wants us to do justly. And here's why. Because God is a just God. And you may say, well, I ain't God. Why does God want me to be just? Or why does he want me to be right? Because we exchanged our filthy unrighteousness for his. This is the whole thing about being born again, being born from above, being somebody we never thought we could be. This is the secret power of salvation. And God says, this is what I want. With everybody you come in contact with, I just want you to do right by them. Just, just do justly with them. God's not asking you to be fair. No, God is not fair. He's right. He's justly. He gives you what is right. And when we have God inside of us, we should do what is right. It should never be a real difficult thing to do right when you have the real thing. See, people that's fake and phony, and they're not really Christians just by name only, but their works don't speak of anything that is synonymous with being a follower of Christ, they can't walk this out. But I'm telling you, man, when you really true and authentic and you got the real thing, man, you can really do right. And you see, it's God living in you, through you and as you. So this is not something you got to work up. Jesus never had to work up doing what is right. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that the enemy is out there tempting. I know that the enemy is out there trying to work a work and he's trying to worm his nasty kingdom inside of us so we can just do wrong to people. You know, when they do wrong to us, we want to get some get back. I'm not trying to pretend that this thing is going to be automatic. But what I'm saying is when you got the real thing inside of you, it's going to work through you. God's going to work through you and he's going to help you to yield so you can do right. I've never met anybody, me personally, I've never met anybody who likes fake things. Now, there are some people that will buy something fake and pawn it off as something real, but I don't have them type of people around me. Not because I'm better than anybody. I, I just personally don't know nobody who don't want the real thing. If I'm going to buy something and I want it to last and I'm going to invest my money, I'm going to buy something real. I just ain't going to buy it. I'm just going to go without it. But we got Christ inside of us. People are genuinely looking for somebody that is real amidst the imperfections because we're not perfect in this body. Uh, the things that we say, it's not always we don't always cross every T and dot every I. But you real, you genuine, you authentic. This is what people connect to. This is what people gravitate to. These are the people that I believe are willing to give their life to the Lord if we just keep this thing 100, if we just be real about what we are really trying to put forth. I want you to hear this again. Number one, God is asking you to do justly. And here's what that means. Be fair. Well, not necessarily fair because I said God is not fair. But when I'm talking about being fair-minded, I should say, because we know, again, God is not fair. He does things right. But when we talk about being a fair-minded individual, I'm not trying to get nothing from you. I'm trying to get something to you. See, we don't have enough believers who are giving. Jesus, anytime that, that he did something for somebody, he didn't want nothing in return. 
because freely he got from the father, freely he released. And this is what we need to understand. Do you really get the fact that what you are able to do for people is because God is behind it? Anything that is good, anything that is noble, anything that is just, anything that is right, anything that is equitable, anything that is honorable, if there be any virtue, be any praise, we ought to be thinking about those things. We need to do a much better job. You and I need to do a much better job as believers. If we're going to get people to think about our relationship with God in a whole a whole new way, we got to learn how to be honorable and act on his behalf when we're dealing with people. I mean, I've met folks. They say, man, church folk is the worst folk. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but I have a thousand times. They meet a Christian. The Christian is trying to get over on them, trying to sneak move them. I mean, it's that should never be with you and I. Jesus, again, never did those things. But you know why? Because he realized where his help was coming from. This is why you can do right to people, because you realize your help ain't coming from them. You don't need them. See, Jesus blessed people, but he didn't need them. His dependency was on God. His dependency was on his father. See, when your dependency is on other people, then, you know, everything you do got an ulterior motive. If you being nice to people, it's because you want some three weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now. That is not how you and I are supposed to be. So we've got to learn how to be honorable and be right. This is one of the Lord's requirements. Number two, love mercy. Love mercy. God's love is truly unconditional. I can't love people with my love because my love is tainted. My love in and of itself in the natural got some, it ain't pure, man. But God's love is unconditional love. The Bible said no man took his life. No, man, no. He laid it down. And if he was bad enough to lay it down, he was just, just strong enough and bad enough to get back up again. That's the power of love. And here's the thing about love. I just said it before. I'm going to say it to you again. Love is all about trying to get something to you. Love will always be in the book of God. It will always be an action word. If you love mercy, you have to show it to other people. Here's why. This is why we do it. We don't always do things. Sure, we do things because the Lord has asked us to, but at a greater, deeper level, we do it because we know we're going to need it. You know why I forgive? Because I know I'm going to need forgiveness. You know why I'm going to love? Because I know that I'm going to need the love of God through other people. And here's what mercy is. Mercy is something that you don't deserve, but God gives it to you anyway. We got to stop thinking that we deserve something in life. This is this, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree, and that's fine. This generation, we have a lot of entitled people. They think they are entitled to something that they're not entitled to. God don't have to do nothing for you, and he'd still be God. He don't have to give you the breath in your body. He'd still be God. He don't have to bless you, and he'd yet still be God. See, God stands alone by himself. He doesn't need anybody to exist. He exists on his own cognizance, on his own power. So anything that God gives to us, what it ought to birth is some gratitude. What it ought to birth is some thanksgiving. 
What it should do is say, wow, if God loves me unconditionally and he loves mercy and he's asking me to do the same, it's only because it's not difficult to do when he's doing it through you. Again, this is not the workup of the flesh. You know, we try to work up a lot of things in life. We try to work up trying to be nice to people that we really don't like. And you know, when you're trying to work up something, it you, you can't sustain it, man. It's going to fall apart. But when we love mercy, we're compassionate and we're loyal. Man, what an attractive quality. You know, I've been married for almost 30 years. And one of the things I love about my wife, she is loyal, bro. She is even to a fault. She is loyal and she's a beautiful woman. But 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 to me, what that loyalty she has for people. And sometimes she says to me, she like, babe, I'm loyal to folks that ain't loyal to me. But you know what I told her? I said, you living out the scripture. You living it out. You are living out Micah 6 and 8. You're living it out. You are loyal. And man, it's such a wonderful quality. If you got people in your life that are loyal to you, I don't really think you truly understand what you got. It is my prayer that as I'm saying this to you, that this will hit you in a different way. Do you know how many disloyal people are out here who could care less whether you live or die? They always about themselves. They are always about what they want to do. They're good as long as y'all good. But when y'all not good, they're not going to work on trying to repair the relationship. They're like easy come, easy go. Do you know how many dishonest, disloyal uh, folks that's out here, if you got one person in your life that is loyal and they love mercy, that they like, I'm going to do good to you, even though you didn't do good to me. Do you really? Can you really fathom? Can you tie your brain cells together and really think about how powerful that is? If not, I'm asking you to do it because you could be having a great relationship, it could go to the next level. But the issue is with many of us, we can't recognize what we got in the people that's around us. And I'm telling you, man, loyalty is profound. Jesus was loyal to God. How many people do you know that are willing to go to the cross and die for somebody who could care less? I don't know anybody other than God, other than Jesus. I, I, nobody. Who would listen? Yeah, our parents love us, but when the rubber meets the road, would they die for us? I don't know. But I know somebody that did. <laughs> I know somebody that did. And it's Jesus. And here's the thing Jesus is not asking you to go to the cross and die for nobody. He's already done that. What he's asking you to do is allow his love to pour through you and show people mercy who don't deserve it. You know why? Can I tell you why? Because you didn't and you still don't. It doesn't matter if you had one of the greatest days in the world and you treated everybody right. It pales in comparison to the other days and weeks and months and years that you didn't. And yet God still 
show you love and mercy. Yeah, they did you wrong. But may I say this to you? And I was saying this to my wife the other day. I said, we should be mad at people who are not saved, don't love God to treat us good. Why are we expecting that of them? You should never expect that of people who don't have a real, true, authentic relationship with Christ to treat you right. Now, I would say to you, should we expect that from people that say that they love God? Maybe so, but not everybody that's calling Jesus Lord, Lord truly means it. So when we can express and walk out this thing genuinely about what a true, authentic walk with God is, that's when you show somebody that you the real deal. So this is what we got to do. And finally, number three, the Bible says that you and I ought to walk humbly with our God. You have to do it. God's not going, God is not going to force you into walking humbly with him. And I want to say this to you as well. Humility comes from you. It comes from you. You have to do it. You got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. If you do, the scripture says that he will exalt you in due season. One of the reasons why we don't go any higher than where we are is because we will not humble ourselves. But if you do it, see, humility says this, God is greater than me. So I got to get up under him and allow him to teach me, allow him to correct me, allow him to scold me, allow him to rebuke me. I've noticed over the years that any time I've had to, you know, really uh, tell the truth to a member or really rebuke them to help them to see that their life is not right. I'm waiting on the response. Is it going to be humility I get from them? Or are they going to be arrogant and walk away? And sadly, they're arrogant and they walk away because they don't think that they did anything wrong. They think that they're right. But here's the thing about humility. Humility has to always understand God is right. And when somebody is sharing with you the word of God, I'm not talking about just sharing with you just stuff off the top of their head. But when somebody is sharing you and teaching with you the word of God and you still going to stand on your soapbox and say you right, you still going to act like you did nothing wrong. You are the person that I'm talking to. You have to learn how to when you do something wrong, I don't care if it's cutting you from east to west, from north to south. God is saying through that how much he loves you. When he's using somebody to help you see what you did wrong, he's trying to show you, you need to humble yourself, son. You need to humble yourself, daughter. Some of us that have children, we say the same thing. When are you going to humble yourself? Well, I say this to you, those of you that are grown. When are you going to humble yourself? Don't take yourself seriously. That people can, One of the reasons why people can't humble themselves, they take themselves more seriously than God. They don't take God seriously. They take themselves seriously. But you got to understand, you have to take God seriously. And as it relates to you, not so much. Because you know on your best day, you're not that best. On your greatest day, you're not that great. So this is what God is requiring, that you walk humbly with God, that you stay under his power, that you stay under his tutelage, that you stay under his protection. We are called the children of God, which says that we have a father which means that the father is greater than the son or daughter, which says that I have a dependency 
on him. I have a need for him. I know without him truly, I can't make it. And I show him that when he releases his word to me, I said, okay, Lord, I've been found out. I'm wrong. I repent. I'm going to change my life. It should not take people years and years and years. Those that say that they love God and are walking humbly with him, it should not take you a decade to get it right. That's not true. There's something going on in the heart. And it is my prayer today that we will learn how to just take these three things that I said to you today. We have to learn these three things. We have to get it in our heart. We got to do justly. We got to do what's right. We got to love mercy and we got to walk humbly with our God. This is the requirement. Everything else, don't worry about. Focus on these three things. When you got this in your life, then he can call you friend. When you got these things in your life, then God can trust you like you can trust him. See, the reality is, you know, people say, you know what? I trust God, but, the, but, but what we need to be asking people is, well, can God trust you? See, when God can trust you, he can share his heart with you. He can share his vision with you. He can share his plan with you. He can share his strategy with you. He can share his love with you. He can share his ministry, his mission with you. This is what he did with his own son, Jesus. God trusted his son. You know why? Because he had these three qualities. If you got these three things going for you, man, the sky ain't even the limit for you. I trust and pray that you will begin to work on these three areas, even as I am doing it as well. All right. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this blessed you. If it did, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today, man. If this show blessed you, I want to hear from you today. Share this with someone. If it blessed you, share it with them. Maybe it'll bless them and tell them to subscribe to my channel. And finally, go to my website. If you're a first-time visitor, God bless you to this channel. I hope you come back again and again. My number one job is to empower you with the word of God. Go to thomasadeloach.com. Find out a little bit about me, about my advocacy. Sign up for a newsletter, something we can shoot out to you every month to encourage you. If you want to financially give to the channel, I want you to go to that website, thomasadeloach.com. You can click a link there and you'll be able to give to your heart's content. Anything that you give helps me to continue to empower those as they are continuing to empowering the world through our love and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. Again, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Go about your day and be great. And remember to always be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.